You wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports fans, it is Friday here on 89.1 KHOL and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. I'm your host, Massey Zeman, and down in Texas, it's Graham Trainer. And before you say anything, Graham, it's Wednesday, so we're having to time travel a little bit because Graham Trainer is going to go see Pearl Jam in, in Dallas? Don't call me messy. I'm busy this Thursday and Friday night in the Fort Worth. That was nice. That was nice. You, you. got to elongate those <laughs> vowels a little bit, though. Even flow. Um, anyway, we have an absolutely packed show. I'll work on it. Um, football is dumb. I hate football. What? Football is dumb until kickoff on Massey, Friday. the Saints won. The Saints won. That did is part of my Saints? good news. I, did, I didn't get to see okay. much of the Saints. I forgot what I was doing on Sunday, but I followed pretty U- closely. U- UVA covered the spread. <laughs> <laughs> I like jokes. Yeah, like UVA jokes. lost and Alabama lost. Um, should we just talk about Alabama real quick? I know you love to see me down because you're, you're gross. You're sick sick human being no not you i don't like to see you down i like to see the um like i was saying your gold your golden parachute is alabama so i like to i like misery loves company so i need massey to be fully a uva fan this year like graham so we can actually like be like uh like twins that feel each other's pain because you you know you know how that works with troy I do. Troy and I actually have weird twin stuff going on. I'm not going to go into it on air, but yeah, we have weird, weird twin stuff. Weird twin stuff? Yeah, that's what we call like, it when... when Like like and, like and twins? Like, hey, hey, girls, you want to come back to... No, no. There, there is some no. sort of cosmic oh. connection between twins, and it's freaking weird, <laughs> and it's hard to explain, And but it's there. It's true. I don't... Yeah, that's it. Yeah, verified. Verified. Yeah, I can, I can attest to all that weird stuff that you hear, like, oh, if I hit you... Will he feel it? No, not really. But if I have, say, shoulder surgery, he might feel uh, very nauseous on the other side of the country. Yeah. Hypothetically speaking, let's just say something like that happened. Yeah, fair enough. I I think I just need you to be miserable about your uh, underperforming NFC team and your underperforming ACC team so we can be on the same level. (laughs) Underperforming (laughs) NFC team. That was week one. And the Titans, I can't believe, they just kept kicking field goals, which was weird. In the in the long run, throughout the whole season, also the, the Cowboys think, the Cowboys are the Cowboys are elite, as we've seen already. They might, so they as, might be. as the season as the season continues, that's when the underperforming starts. Not week one. That's that's an overreaction. Yes, let's talk. Let's talk Alabama for a quick second. Alabama's getting to the point, sure, where it really uh, does feel like every time Alabama loses, that's all that anyone talks about. You know, Alabama wins, fine. But when they lose, everything's talking about. But it's been a couple of years now where not every single Alabama loss needs to be like front the end of the front era. page news, not the end of the era. We need to shift our focus to the two back-to-back college football champion Georgia Bulldogs and hate everything they do. You know? Oh, okay. They're yeah. at the top. Everybody's punching up at Georgia now, and they need to stop punching at Alabama. That needs to stop. Yeah, that's fair. This is like, um, yeah, every time Alabama loses, 
that's what I was trying to say is like every time Alabama loses a game, it's got to be the end of their reign as a SEC perennial college football playoff championship perennial team, Yeah, which isn't fair. I agree with that part. It's like the Cowboys in the late nineties. So I've been there brother. Yeah. When you were, when you were nine years old. Oh, I was, I was at least 11. Oh, dang, dang. Uh, <laughs> what a, what a two year, two year gap between nine and 11. All right. Let's say this. All right. I'm going to say this about Texas. They looked bigger, <laughs> faster, and stronger controlled the line of scrimmage. Steve Sarkeesian played, had a better game plan than Tommy Reese. The O-line struggles continue, except for now they don't have Bryce Young back there to make miracles happen. Jalen Milrow looks shaky and wanted to run before the rush even got near him. They didn't have any push up front to get the running running game going, and the wide receivers just don't get open. Everything sucks. Everything sucked. Well, I mean, everything yeah. sucked. It felt it was, like it, it was, felt like the Quinn and Ewers was just yeah. tossing the ball around the yard, which he did. He what he had four hundred yards. And people were like, well, he's never completed a pass 20 yards downfield or something. And he had like five against Alabama. Well, that was with a mullet. With a mullet, he had never completed a pass. Has he been in college for five years already? Didn't he enroll early? Isn't this like his fourth season? Ohio State. Yeah. He just, he did the Derek Carr buzz cut and everything's fixed. Is that what happened? That's what it seems like it happened. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. We'll get to Alabama. I've got in my huddle. Don't worry. Not in a bad way. I'm not going to hurt. I'm not going to hurt you. Okay. I just don't think, I just don't think Alabama is Alabama of the last, how long has it been? 13 years. The last two or three seasons, you've starting to see some cracks in the armor. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to the whole, well, they don't, gotta, it, that's a micro level. Totally, Let's talk. We'll talk macro in a bit. It's totally fair. Okay. We'll think about, all right, let's just do this real quick. All I'll right. do this. I'll do this quickly. I'll do this by memory as best I can. They either had, an elite defense and a great running back who's an NFL talent, or they transitioned to an elite defense with a great quarterback. They had um, Jalen, then Tua, then Mac Jones, back to back to back. Am I forgetting somebody? Bryce Young. No, oh, sorry, Bryce Young. And now they have uh, Mac Jones. a QB. Yeah, I said Mac Jones, but now they have a QB. They might be changing quarterback already this season, so they don't have that elite and they don't, they don't have the elite receiver or the elite uh, quarterback or running back right now. So, yeah, it's just it's just kind of a weird season. That's kind of like the that – was, that was already going to be the, the chink in the armor when it came down to it. And, like, we both took Alabama last week. I admittedly did. I thought Texas could cover. But I was, like – I was a coward. And I uh, – when I saw Sarkeesian come out, the way he looked, he looked so – He's such a D-bag when he comes out. At, <laughs> His in the, in the, glasses in those, are those, so those, crappy. Those tight suits and the oh, – God, he's awful. But, like, I'm, I'm, I was excited to watch that game, and it was a good game. Even though Alabama lost, it was a good game. Yeah, all right, whatever. Good. I hope both teams had fun. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Fun. Um, also, uh, something that I like now is Pat McAfee on game day. Mm. He, is, he is electric on that show. Yeah, he's good. He's very good. Lee Corso just needs to start like the Homer Simpson meme start fading into that bush a little faster. I thought he was doing that a decade. Yeah, a little faster. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I thought, yeah. <laughs> he's been doing it for a while, but it's like his his beer belly. Not that Lee Corso has a beer belly. I'm talking about Homer Simpson. His beer belly and his mm-hmm. nose are sticking out of the bushes, and someone just needs to give him the final push. I thought the COVID year when he was doing it from his uh, from his house would have been. 
the end the end but no he was like back yeah i think of him as like actually uh simpson related uh grandpa on the sims or no no sorry south park related uh, uh kyle's grandpa in the wheelchair just kind of kind of push him off and off the grand canyon be like bye grandpa <laughs> time to go we love you <laughs> good times together all right is there anything else you want to cover before we get to the uh the huddle no, I was wondering, since the bison goring season's over, I had some ideas. Um, you want to do, like, moose attacks? I was thinking I had a, I had a, a uh, something we could call, uh, like, an avalanche. Checking out uh, reporting avalanches, call it jackass-alanches, where people, like, cause mm. avalanches. Is that no, mm. not worthwhile? No, no, because... Uh, okay. No, no. We're not, we're not talking about dead people in our mountains. <laughs> I'm not so much dead people. I'm so much people who cause avalanches where there's no fatalities. That's what I was. That's what I was leaning towards. Well, every storm cycle, there's like fifteen or twenty. I we'll leave it alone. That's yeah. Fine. It's that's one fine. of those things. Like you don't you don't badmouth the river. You just don't badmouth or make jokes about the mountains because they harness some sort of power and they hear everything. That's true. That's very true. They, I used to. I, I wrote down that when I used to bartend, I used to know about all the off-season drunks that would come out of the woodwork and get kicked out of bars and cause issues and get DUIs. Like, I, I feel like that would have been fun to report on, but I'm not there anymore. <laughs> so I can't really, like, be boots on the ground. Bar drama <laughs> is hilarious. One time I was bartending. Yeah, bar drama. <laughs> one time I was bartending, and the guy the guy fell asleep at the bar. He, he was I didn't realize how hammered he was when he walked in. He was like, can I have a beer? And I was like, yeah, sure. Got him a beer. And then he nodded off. And I was like, all right, man, I'm, I'm going to give him his sweet time here. Let me let me do some side work. It was later in the night. And I woke him up, and I was like, hey, man, there's there's no sleeping at the bar. And he goes to throw his beer in my face, and I just gra- I was already reaching for it. I just grabbed it and, like, slammed it down on the bar. And he said something, and he just ran out. And I was like, whatever, another trunk. He ends up stealing a pizza delivery guy's car, drives himself to the airport, somehow catches a red eye, the the police find the pizza delivery guy's car at the airport with all the money in it. Like he hadn't done anything besides steal a car to get a ride to the airport. And he just got declared person non grata. The cop showed up the next day. I was happened to open the next day for lunch. And they're like, is this uh, somebody, somebody's stuff? And I was like, I don't know, some real hammer dudes. And he was like, yeah, I think this is the guy that stole the pizza delivery guy's car. I was like, that is such a bummer. But at least he got all the stuff back. So stuff like that was always fun when you were bartending. Hey, and Massey, in fairness, that night you did cut me off a little early, so that's why I did all that. Yeah, yeah, it was an ex- <laughs> it was it was a quick get out of town. The real reason trainers out of town. All right, let's get to the huddle before we get to our Baker's dozen where we uh, break down some college and NFL games. The huddle is the good news of the week, the critical number of the week, something you are stuck on, your quote slash question of the week, and your goat of the week. Trainer, what is your good news of the week? Texas, <clears throat> excuse me, Dallas is back, folks. Okay, all right. It is It is in my critical number, so uh, I, I'll be able to expand on this. Oh, absolutely. I'm looking Dallas forward to it. We defense looked good oh my and God. spanked, spanked the Giants. And you know what I'm really sick and tired of? The Giants being on my television in primetime. 85 Bears, anyone? I mean – we beat Duke, the Duke hedge funder intern Daniel Jones 40 to zero. Cowboys are the first team, Massey, since 2009 to have an offensive, defensive, and special teams touchdown in a season opener. Do you like that stat? 
Okay, check out this stat. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. This dovetails with my critical number. No team has ever lost 40 or 40 to 0 or worse, lost the mm-hmm. sack battle 7 to 0 or worse, lost the turnover battle 3 to 0 or worse, had a blocked field goal return for a touchdown, threw a pick 6 in the same season. Does that make sense? Wow. No team has ever done that, lost that way in the same the season. season. The Giants did that on Sunday night. Oh, man. That, that? No, it didn't pick up. Trainer just opened his fourth beer since oh. we've been sitting here. Uh, yeah, I'll, 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 celebration. I'll, celebration. I'll do it here. I'll do it here, and then I'll patch it in. Well, Todd will patch in. There. See? Now now we got the sound bite. And the Cowboys missed a PAT. It should have been 41-0, to zero, for God's sakes. It, it was just a stomping, an absolute curb stomping by the Cowboys. Dak Prescott did not have to do very much. In fact, he... He didn't really do that much. He's threw for 150-something yards. They should have thrown Trey Lance out there in the second half just to you know see what's going on there. They shouldn't have because Trey Lance would have slipped and got hurt. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, just let Trey Lance study a playbook, watch, learn, adapt, much like Zach Wilson was planning to do this year. But, Ooh. you know, just watch Dak play, see how this goes. Once we can't afford – when is Dak's contract year? Contract year, it should be coming up. That was that was the point of getting Trey Lance for the future. If Dak doesn't, if Dak's a, if Dak needs to be a game manager, Massey, we've got a dynasty on our hands. You know, we don't need Dak. All right, all right. My good news of the week is also my my NFL team won uh, by one point. It wasn't quite the blowout that the Cowboys experienced or not experienced uh, gave to the Giants. Um, my takeaways were uh, Derek Carr can throw a pass past the line of scrimmage without it getting tipped. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Rashid, Shah- Rashid Shaheed, you're throwing bombs to him. I liked it. Okay, uh, that was another. Rashid, Rashid Shaheed is a uh, new bright spot for the Saints. Once mm-hmm. Michael Thomas stops playing at, what, October 1st? Maybe He's he'll a be coach, a- play- player's coach. Yeah, yeah. That's what his new maybe role is. Rashid, I like it. Yeah, maybe Rashid <laughs> can step into that wide receiver two role as Chris Olave is the number yeah. one. Um, Derek Carr it. also was able to throw the ball more than 20 yards downfield. That was pretty sick. Mm-hmm. So those were my takeaways from the Saints. Defense looks pretty good. Did the Titans Defense have, does look really good. Did the Titans have any touchdowns? I think they held them out of the end zone. I think it was fi- yeah, 15, right? Yeah, that makes sense. They, they might have. I know all I know is uh Hopkins stat line was, you know, receiver can eat up and get receptions and yards, who cares? I don't think that Der- Derrick Henry did much, right? No, no. Derrick Henry is kind of uh well, it's just not Derrick Henry season. You know, we say it every single year. He starts off slow, but right around November, December, he's just going to start really True. punishing people. It's, true. it's too hot. It's too hot. Too hot in the Superdome. <laughs> the, the heat just – the AC can't keep up. Ever since – no, I'm not no, – no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> give, give, me, give me your critical number of the week, trainer. I've got a few. Talk if to you, me. Uh, Talk to you'll, me. you'll uh, indulge me. 2003, last time – well, that's when I graduated high school, uh, kids out there. Last time Alabama and Clemson were both one and one after two weeks into the season. Mm. I did not know that both teams had started two and zero for that long, twenty straight years. Well, it's got to be, it's got because Clemson lost to Georgia first game of the season three years ago, like seven to three. So it's got to be, 
It's got to be both teams being one and one. It can't be both teams being two and zero. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Two thousand seven, uh, Bama's first. This is Bama's first regular season non-conference loss since Louisiana Monroe in two thousand seven. Oh yeah, uh, they- Nick Saban's. Yeah, Nick Saban's first season. Do you remember who the quarterback was? For Nick Saban that year? Yeah. Oh, uh, man. Frat, frat, big frat swoop. It's, uh, John, it was John Parker Wilson and Monroe uh, bought billboards. I think they played in the – they might have played – they didn't play in the Sugar Bowl that year. They played in, like, the Louisiana Bowl or whatever it was, right? Like the mm-hmm. – whatever it was. And UL Monroe bought billboards with the score on it on the way to the bowl game. <laughs> <laughs> that was it's a long time ago, trainer. That was a long time ago. 2017, first time since September of 2017 that each of the top five power conferences. You remember how we said goodbye to the Power Five in our first week zero show, which was I think fitting for this. Yeah. That the first that the first time since 2017 that all five power conference conferences are represented in the AP top 25. So Wait, parody? Say that a little one, parody. Say that one more time. The first season to start this, the first time since 2017, September, that each of the top, each of the each of the five power conferences are represented in the AP top 25. I think the PAC, I think the PAC 12 has the most with with like eight or something. just top, no, just top five. Just top five is in like oh, there's no five. every five. Yeah. Every one of the top five teams are from a different conference. And my question is urban, where are the Buckeyes? What, what happened? <laughs> what what happened? Did, did you, your balls drop off? That was a nice, uh, okay, here we go. So the top five, Georgia in the sec, Michigan in the big 10, Florida state in the ACC, Texas in the big 12 and USC in the pac 12. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little parody to, you know, Viking funeral for the end of the uh, Power Five as we knew it. I li- Is that all your stats? Because it goes well with my stuck on as well. One more. 11, it was my last number, 11 ostrich eggs that Dan Campbell eats each morning. And my question to you, Massey, is how many homegrown hen eggs do you eat each morning from the farm? Um. Not many recently. I've been rushing out the door, but I average probably when on on a regular day probably two. That's pretty good. It's my good, my good baby chickens cholesterol. Yeah, my my baby chickens are starting to lay eggs, and I, I showed you are that they're little micro eggs. Have you seen, did I did I show you when you were out here? Did I lose you? You seem confused. Did I show you the baby chicken eggs when you were visiting? Or yeah, were they? Yeah. Le- I lost Bluetooth for a second. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. They're a little bitty. It's really funny. So I have to yeah. eat. You have to eat like four of those to equate to two regular chicken eggs. Okay, so M&M minis. Let's let's continue the discussion of the parody in college football because my stock one was the SEC being down this year, and I wanted to rifle through a couple of matchups. Even the top tier SEC teams, Georgia does not play anybody. I'm going to say that all season long, Georgia fans. I'm not going to apologize that your schedule is soft as baby, um, baby bottom. Yeah, and. Just saying, so Georgia's still still at the top because they're two-time defending national titles. So I'm, I'm not seeing anything shaky shaky for them. But Texas A&M got embarrassed by by Miami. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not really – Texas A&M is not good. They're just not good. No, they have, it's over. It's over. They have so much talent. We can kind of expect them out of 
to to do something like this. But Miami was dead last year. Tyler Van Dyke um, recessed. He seems like he was the quarterback from two years ago. So that's not that much of a surprise. But just and they me- were they were they were handing out Georgia Tech free tickets for Miami people showed up. They love Georgia Tech. So that stadium that. was half full, half at best. <laughs> What's better than a quarter? You know, it's it's improvement. They don't. They didn't even go to Miami Heat games when LeBron was playing. Okay. Anyway, let's let's <laughs> let's continue. Different fan base. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Mississippi State needed two overtimes to beat Arizona. Old Miss needed a late scoop and score to beat Tulane, who didn't have their starting quarterback. LSU got stomped by FSU. Tennessee struggled last week against Austin P. P. Pia. Auburn struggled Yay. against Cal. They only won fourteen to ten. Bama lost by double digits at home to Texas. Florida lost to Utah. Now that being said, it does seem with in, in conjunction with your top five teams are represented by four different conferences. Is five, that right? five, five, all five power conferences. Alpha yeah. power conference in the top five. Are we seeing the results of NIL and the transfer portal help other teams build up their recruiting base in order to make them more competitive? Is the NIL and the transfer porter allowing those talented guys that are maybe deep on in the roster or deep on other teams in the depth chart mm-hmm. to transfer and and make an impact at these other schools cuz maybe just maybe that's what's going on here no i think so i think you and i have been pretty we've been pretty progressive and not like poo-pooing the um I quit on my team. I'm transferring because that's what the boomers do and the the Gen Xers. So I think that like we've been cool millennials being like, yeah, it's good to see them go to a different school and have that opportunity to play and start. And that's what's happened here is like a player who's a four star who's behind a five star and competing with that gets to go somewhere else and actually, you know, start for that team. So all the teams are actually, you know, improving that were beneath the, you know, your the main like, five or six teams that were making the college football playoff every single year for the past decade. That's a, that's a great point. And also, and also what I think like lends, lends a hand to that. How, how, how am I trying to say this? If you're an NFL scout, you find talent, you go through the rosters of an NFL teams and they have players from everywhere. As long as you can showcase your talent on a football field on a game day, you're able to go to the pros because it used the thinking was you just went to these marquee programs, you fought for a spot there, and if you fought for a spot there, then you had a chance to go to the pros. It doesn't. It's not that way anymore. It's just there's mm-hmm. just no, there's just no way. The only problem you can have is not getting on the field, and so guys are finding ways onto the field, and and making money. I mean, Steve Smith played at a community college with Ocho Cinco and went to Utah. Like they found that guy. Like it's, it's one of right. those things where it's not just a diamond in the rough anymore. I mean, Shador Sanders wasn't even considered a QB prospect to go to the NFL. Cause he played for Jackson state. That kind of goes against what I'm saying, but he transferred to a larger school, a D one school got on the field. And now Mel Kuyper is picking him at number three. So it's just one of those things where, I think the talent is getting spread thinner and is mm-hmm. better for college football. And you're seeing programs like USC. USC rose from the ashes in two years. This is Lincoln Riley's second year. And they're number five in the country with a chance, a really good chance for the winner of the Pac-12, whoever that is, probably USC, 
to go and represent be uh, in the college football playoffs. So there are ways in which like the NIL and the transfer portal are making college football better and not killing it like everybody wanted to, you know, initially say. Yeah, hundred percent. I think like yeah, Shadur Sanders is a good. You know, we make fun of nepotism, but in reality, like he could have been as talented. Let's just say he was on a few teams. Um, let's say he was like competing for the Clemson and Ohio State and uh, LSU jobs a few years ago behind um, Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence and Joe, Joe Burrow. He's not going to start for those teams. But the fact that like he has an opportunity to go somewhere else and not just have to be stuck behind um one of those players and be able to show his showcase his talents in a Pac-12 team that's looking and hurting for a an improvement on their roster. Um, yeah, obviously it gives it gives like a an exciting element that we it's free agency that we weren't we're not we're not used to in the past. It was still confused my brain and I will still struggle to know where kids go. But on Saturdays I turn on that television and things are electric. Yeah. All right, trainer. It's fun to follow. Have we done your stuck on? No, no, we have not. Give me your stuck on. On Saturday, I played golf. Uh, Massey told me not to. He doesn't like golf, but. No, I I, I don't. I don't like golf. My UVA UVA friend and I had a twosome mandate on the course. It was a great time. Temperatures got as low as 103 degrees. Jesus. We turned on. uh, It rained today. We turned on the Virginia game in the cart for the whole 18, and it was a thrilling game. But once it was over, I started to feel a little shame that I was getting so excited about UVA scoring against JMU, UVA coming back against JMU, UVA having a lead on JMU. And then, you know, obviously once the shame of losing that game to JMU was over, I realized, like, what what is what is next? Like, what do I do? Where, where do I go from here? Are we, in all are we fairness, gonna go- JMU was ranked last year, weren't they? Were they ranked? I mean, it's just like, but where do I go from here? Like, are we going to be 0-12? Tony Elliott keeps his job. I mean, should we? I think I think you just got to blow it up, honestly. Yeah. The, UVA has got a little bright spot in, in Musket as, as quarterback. He seems to, like, zip the ball around a little bit. But it's just one of those things. To, no, I mean, Tony Elliott's apparently, uh, from all reports, is not that good of a coach. He's not good in the locker room. Let's just turn the page. Let's just do it. Don't remember. I who was the guy? Al Groh dragged it out over five years or something like that. Became the third highest paid coach in college football, and he was so bad. Let's just <laughs> let's just go. Let's should, let's see what should, Bronco Mendenhall is doing. Remember, remember Bryce Perkins and Brennan Armstrong. They were awesome. Yeah. Should we? My question: What? His what loyalty, I kind of like? His hate. loyalty to his offensive coordinator pissed me off too, because offensive coordinator bounced up to like Pitt or Syracuse or something, and now is in at Louisville. And he all we wanted to do right. was get rid of his offensive coordinator, coordinator, and he went on without him. Ah, whatever. Should we? The conclusion I came to is: You remember how U and UAB just like shut their program down, and then they, and now they've like started anew. Yeah, you know who their head coach is. <laughs> Yeah, Trent Dilfer. Should it be, is it time? Is it time for that? Is it time to just kind of like bury the caterpillar and hope the butterfly comes out from the grave in five years? Just kind of like take a little bit of a half decade break. I need the break. I need it. <laughs> I'm, begging, I'm begging you, UVA, to shut it down. Shut it down. 
Uh, temporarily. I don't know. Every decade we we beat Virginia Tech, which is is all right, I guess. Every yeah, fifteen years, I, it's only because if this all right. So if we weren't off, okay, bouncing off the Power Five, the death of the Power Five conference in a couple of years, bouncing off NIL and transfer portal. The hardest part of that element is that we root for a team that has no chance in the upcoming landscape of college football. So I'm, that's where I'm like, I would have been happy with these results or fine with them, you know, five, six, 10 years ago. But now looking to the future, I'm like, where, where do we go? We can't, we can't really even like be, we're not even like the, the little fat nerd with glasses at the, at the prom who goes by himself and nobody's going to ask us to dance. Nobody's going to kiss us ever again, ever that's dark. You're all right, trainer. Right? Yeah. Hmm. No, I'm not. But you get it, right? I do like, get it. I understand it. And I'm sitting here mulling it over in my brain. The future mm-hmm. is a dark, dark place, trainer. We gotta, we gotta move on though. Give me your quote slash question of the week. Let's let's get the people back into it. All those, all those weirdos that like to hear us down. Y'all, shame, okay, shame on it. y'all. The Cowboys won. The Saints won. Two good ones. Yeah, I mean, college football is pro football anyway. The NFL and college football will merge any, uh, soon anyway, so Dallas will be playing UVA at some point, so everything's fine. Well, Dallas, no, there'll be a farm league. i just for Dallas. It'll be a farm league system. Yeah. Farm league <laughs> trip to the double-A team for the Cowboys. <laughs> um, <clears throat> quote one, I just frustrated because I called their ass elves and we just lost to some elves. <laughs> no, that's um, that's uh, Jamar Chase? That's Jamar Chase talking about the Browns. He called the Browns elves because their little brownie, their little mascot is like a little elf with like a little orange costume yeah, on. Yeah, and on the midfield, it is the most obscure, obscure mascot in the NFL. I can't think of another. Very weird. Or even in college. I mean, I mean, the Alabama's the elephants, and they say roll tide, and Auburn's are tigers, and they say war eagle. So that's, we know weird in down here in college football, but. Having an elf mascot when you're the Cleveland Browns is beyond me. Yeah, I never really got that. Uh, second one, he not really. An insult too, but anyway, continue. He did. He wanted to bring up that he mentioned the elf, the e word again. You know, careful, <laughs> um, careful. Rivendell speaking of elves, speaking of, speaking of elves, not really. Santa's got to deliver the gifts. He ain't got time to enjoy his cookies. I saw this. This is Deion Sanders. He's talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. People were asking, well, "Are you going to relish?" Are you going to relish this win? He said, no, I'm, next week. We're focused on Colorado State. Who should they, they should beat the brakes off of the way they're going? Yeah, 100%. So, um, Dion gaining stock. You know, I'll be honest. I had, a, I had an issue with Dion. It, it dates back to the mid-90s with the Cowboys where he kind of caused a little bit of a uh, a little bit of drama in the Cowboys locker room back when uh, Jimmy Johnson was gone and Barry Switzer didn't know how to – kind of like handle things anymore. Mm-hmm. He made this rift with the players that like, if you read the book, uh, boys, we boys, great book. Um, uh, it opens your eyes about Charles Haley. Trust me. I can't even say the things he did on the air, but um, <laughs> Deion Sanders always like kind of rubbed me the wrong way because of that. And I, I'm just going to let that go. And I'm going to, I'm going to be a better man for it because I love his quotes. I love his, his ridiculousness and I'm enjoying every, every bit of it while UVA flounders. Yeah, you might as well just hop on the Dion train. It's going to be a fun ride. It'll be a fun ride. Colorado fan. 
I'm I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm surprised that we've been this long without. We've mentioned Aaron Rodgers, but we should we're we're going to mention him in this in my quote of the week, which was, uh, "Well, you have other players who like playing on turf turf fields because it's faster." Ooh, Roger Goodell said that. If this was oh, he said that <laughs> yeah. If this was Tom Brady, that field would have been changed out overnight. They would have changed it at halftime. Roger Goodell doesn't like how Aaron Rodgers has shaked the boat, so he seems to go against it. Or maybe it's easier to take care of a turf field and they don't have to maintain it, which saves the owners money. For some reason, there is this desire to keep turf fields where every single player does not want to play on turf fields. It's the new AstroTurf, you know? Like They were playing on a concrete slab in the NFL at one point. Turf fields are going to have to go away. In fact... When the World Cup comes to the United States, all the turf fields and football stadiums are getting replaced with grass. So I think we need to – and the NFL Players Association came out and said we need to we need to play on grass. They think that if Aaron Rodgers' foot plants on grass instead of having his ball of his foot cleats dig into the turf and stay, it would have slipped out and prevented injury. Mm. Why is Roger Goodell taking the side of turf fields when his Jets, a huge market team, just are going to go back to being the Jets? They're, I mean, the Jets are in prime time. They're in prime time this week, and no one's going to watch them because they're going to get the, the doors beat in by the Cowboys. It's just one of those funny things like, Roger, why are you taking this stance? Why are you doing this? It's like, it's like when a corporation cuts budgets on lunches for the whole, you know, the whole team, the, the, um, the, the small operations team of a corporation, no lunch for you. It, it feeds into Roger Goodell's contract. The less money they spend on grass being installed in stadiums, more money Roger Goodell makes. That's my, that's my theory. Uh, you know, I mean, maybe there, there has to be some sort of underlying issue why Roger Goodell's not like, it Hey, let's protect, money. let's protect our players at all costs. I mean, I guess he did bury concussions for a while. Now, now this, <laughs> Tell the truth. Uh, this is a funny quote. This is from the uh, San Francisco's left tackle, Trent Williams, talking about his game against the Steelers. At one point, you just kind of wanted the Steelers to get a first down. They're all those three and outs, and we kind of needed a break. That hurts. <laughs> that hurts, Trent. <laughs> yeah. Steelers went 5-15 and 15 on third downs with 1-3 and three on fourth downs. Steelers looked bad in their home opener against the San Francisco 49ers. Not surprised the 49ers won. Am surprised how bad the Steelers looked. Yes, hundred percent. I picked the Steelers to go to be a wild card team last week. I picked the Steelers to win that or to cover that spread. So I'm embarrassed right now. Yeah, I Kevin be on the show Kevin should not Sumlin, be on the show. Kenny Pickett, oh, Kevin Sumlin, Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin, and Kevin Sumlin. I always get them mixed up. Mike Tomlin, mm, not good. All right, give me your goat of the week, trainer. Uh, it's a it's another bad goat for me. You know, Uh-oh. another, 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 another week. It's uh Mel Tucker must die. You remember the movie, John Tucker must die. Mel Tucker must die. All right. That's talk uh, to me. My, talk Mel, to me. Mel, Mel Tucker had uh, a disgusting phone conversation with a um, sexual abuse, sexual assault uh, victim. A 34 minute conversation. 34 minute took advantage of the situation and put them, her in an awkward position 
and he's currently suspended, hasn't lost his job at Michigan State. I'm guessing he's probably going to lose his job as soon as any more investigative paper trail information comes to light. Um, This investigation has been going on since July. Yeah, I know. So it's just like, I guess now it's kind of really come to the to the forefront of the media and people are actually reporting on it. What's crazy is that. Mel Tucker, highest found, highest page college highest page college football coach highest paid college football coach. You know right what his buyout right? is? It's like a it's like a Jimbo Fisher buyout, seventy million dollars. So, I actually like Jimbo Fisher more in this instance. Yeah, and if everything is said is true, it's it's just a wacky wacky situation where Mel Tucker found himself doing these doing these things with the advocate the the poster child of sexual abuse when it in uh when it comes to football players and she tours the country giving speeches and lectures about about her situation and she's a survivor and how did he get in a situation where he deemed that appropriate or even like I, I don't know it's so confusing that he would even find himself in the same for lack of a better word, room when it was a it was a, it was a phone call, but in like in the same room as that situation. Like, if there's a dark alleyway and there's like red glowing eyes, I just don't down the dark alleyway and there's like dumpster yeah. noises. I just don't go down that alleyway. How did he choose to go down that alleyway? No, it's concern. I mean, I think the bigger concern I thought overall is like a sickness at Michigan State after the the Nate the Larry Nazer situation. It's like. What's going on? Like, I, I mean, you know, Tom Izzo's never been in trouble for anything. He's been there for like 50 years, but it's just, I don't want to say it's like something wrong, but with the school, because it's just like individuals making really, really awful bad decisions. But yeah, we don't need to spend much, much more time on it, but I just like, I'm disgusted by Mel Tucker. And the, I, I love it when they're like, Tom Izzo, yell, Tom Izzo yells at his kids. Michigan State's <laughs> bad. I'm like, that's what you're worried about. And all right, my goat of the week is Deion Sanders adjacent. Mm. Oh, um, Matt Rule. Deion Sanders has a bodyguard who wore a T-shirt that read "F around and find out." Now, I had not considered <laughs> the fact that Deion probably needs security because he's such a high-profile celebrity. But that's written on the shirt. It's like you come mess around. There is a lot of there's like four or five of them that wear those shirts. It's like, yeah, there's there's some guys that are, that have it printed on their chest. Do something dumb, and I'm going to let you know about it. He's got like a, a WWE entourage, it's like a pro wrestling situation where he's got people like in this corner who are uh, just kind of embracing the celebrity. Yeah, the the part of like the um, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Just Deion Sanders' whole personality. I'm I'm like really enjoying this for college football right now. Michael Irvin was on the sideline. Wu Tang Clan was on the sideline. There was an eight, there's like eight list celebrities on the sideline in Boulder. It's got to yeah. be exciting. It has to be exciting, especially mm-hmm. if you imagine if you were like you're a junior at Boulder and you're like, man, there's nothing to do in the fall or whatever. You know, there's no football, and all of a sudden Dion shows up, and in one year Wu Tang is on the sideline for a game. You're like, man, this is really turned around in the last, in the last like six months. Yeah, it's like USC in the aughts with Pete Carroll where they have all the celebrities on the sidelines. Yeah, Will Ferrell's doing stunts at practice. And Snoop Dogg. Yeah, everybody. All right, should we get in the slate of games, get into the Baker's dozen here? Let's do it. 
All right, the Baker's Dozen is 12 picks that we agree on and a wild card pick from each one of us, Trainer and Massey. And we usually start in college. You, I think we should start in college again. I like to list off the the uh, the teams and the spread, and then we pick them. Does that sound about right, Trainer? Is that a good explanation? Cor- that is correct. Right now, I'll give you standings through week two. Massey is leading. He is nine and ten overall. I am eight and eleven overall. Before we do this, do you want to drop Alabama from your? Uh, Oh, who are, oh my gosh. Who are my too, four? Too soon? Too soon? Oh, okay. Here we, I got you here, buddy. Here, don't, don't worry. Michigan, Alabama, LSU, and Florida State. I'd like to drop – I'm oh. going to drop LSU. Who do you have? Oh, whoa. Oh. Uh, Georgia, an, an underachieving Ohio State program, USC, and uh, the University of Texas at Austin. Man, I'm looking at – Penn State. I don't think they can run that gauntlet. Washington has a chance. Notre Dame is better than we think. Yeah. All right. I'm going to do it. I'm going to pick up uh, – man, I'm going to pick up – can Washington run the table in the Pac-12? The Pac-12 is going to be going to be something. Notre Dame – let me look at their schedule real quick. Ooh, they have Ohio State next week. That'll, that'll answer a lot of questions. And USC. Yikes. Um – all right. Can they do it? Can Washington, can Washington, Oregon, USC, Utah? Yeah, I'm just going to drop LSU because I, I hate Brian Kelly and I hate LSU. So I'm going to go ahead and drop them and pick up. Oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to pick up Notre Dame. Oh, I did it. Oh, that hurts. Oh, oh no, no. Yeah. <sighs> Ah, you're gonna that, go purple. You're gonna go purple to purple. I'm Washington. Uh, <laughs> no, they're still they're still there for me. Can't touch them. Oh man, I I might I might just I might just switch it up next week. All right, let's go through the games. Stomach. Let's go through the games with the time remaining. Number eleven, Tennessee is down in the swamp. They're playing Florida, seven p.m. night game in the swamp. They're favored by six and a half. Joe Milton and Josh Heupel did not look like they're on the same page last week. Maybe it was a they were looking ahead to this game. Graham Mertz, the, the transfer from Wisconsin, and Billy Napier, who can't punch his way out of a wet paper bag, are – Ooh. Uh, they both – both teams seem like they can run the ball pretty well. I think whoever can run the ball the most will win this game. Pick them, trainer. Tennessee, six and a half on the road at the swamp. I know nothing, nothing about Florida after my boy Anthony Richardson left. Um, I'll just go Tennessee. Go to Milton. All right. You're going to take them, take the points, Tennessee and the points? Yeah, I'll lay the points. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll take Florida to cover there. I think there is something Ooh. to Florida's running game. Joe Milton hasn't proven it yet. I do think Joe Milton is that guy, but this is going to be a big test in the swamp on Saturday. Minnesota at number 20, UNC. Mac Brown and Drake May had a lot of trouble. It took two overtimes to beat App State, which seems to be like a, a yearly thing. Minnesota beat Nebraska, which is helpless. Drake, oh, excuse me, Darius Taylor, the running back from Minnesota, had a breakout game last week, 193 yards. What say you about UNC's chances against the Golden Gophers? I kind of want to row the boat, and I kind of like that running back. So I'm going to go Minnesota. 
Minnesota to um, – I'll take the points, eight points on the road. All right. I think it's going to be close. Minnesota's not a bad football team. Is there a difference in me saying UNC uh, – well, I don't know if they're going to cover seven and a half. They barely beat. You got, I, I gave you, I gave you over under for a And M in Miami last week. That went thirty points over. <laughs> um, so if you want the over under, you can have that. I'll give you that. What is the over under? I don't think. I think Minnesota's defense might be a little bit better. Uh, UNC still without their thing. I'm going to be contrarian. I'm going to say UNC wins by more than a touchdown. Okay, UNC. Love We're it. both two and zero. Oh. Both are trying to get to three and zero. Oh. My Kansas State. On the road at Missouri, they're favored by four. These this is these are my Kansas State Wildcats. I'm gonna mm-hmm. pick them with the points. They dominate Missouri. Tough opponent, but Kansas State seems to be on a mission this year. All right. I gotta stay stay on the same page as you on this one. I love Kansas State. I love your I love your Wildcats. Washington, number eight, Michael Penix. I told you all about him. They're at Michigan State, favored by 15 and a half. Now, Michigan State might have their what we like to call the dead cat bounce where they win one for the skipper. Mel, well, I picked this one. <laughs> Mel Tucker. Uh, he's such an idiot, by the way. Um, about that whole situation, he's such an idiot. They're favored by 15 and a half. I'll let you go first, trainer. Mm, I love Michael Penix, but, yeah, there is the old win it for the – what you call the dead, dead bird skipper? What's dead cat bounce is a some one phrase and then win one for the skipper. Dead cat bounce. Oh, man. East Lansing. I'll take Michigan State to cover. All right. You know Give what? The inter, interim, interim guy a chance. I think Michael Pennis could throw two touchdowns and Michigan State just rolls over and dies. So I'll take Washington 15 and a half. All right. My wild card one. I'm going to stay in, in college football here. Number 14, LSU travels to Starkville to take on the Mississippi State Bulldogs. For some reason, Mississippi State runs the ball now. Not sure why. Will Rogers has only thrown the ball 46 times over the course of two games. He has 22 career games where he has thrown the ball for over 46 times in a single game. Mississippi State has a new identity. LSU is favored by 9.5. Mississippi State will cover that spread. Ooh, I'll take LSU. Yeah, that was a layup. That's why I dropped LSU. All right. <laughs> that was our college slate. Will Rogers. I can't believe they're bottling him up. I think they should keep the, the air raid, honestly, without without Mike Leach. Legacy, legacies type stuff. All right, I let's move on. It. Yeah. Let's move on to the NFL. I'm just gonna go in the order in which you gave them to me. Does that make sense? Because mm-hmm. I don't yeah, have that's why that's why I rigged it. Okay. All right. Saints <laughs> on the road at Carolina Panthers. Saints are favored by a field goal. Bryce Young looks really, really small. The Panthers are a home dog. I'm going to go ahead and pick the Saints and the points because that's my move, trainer, and you can't take it. What is your pick? I love I love Alabama football alumni. I'm going to go with Bryce Young and the Panthers. <laughs> oh, I like two that. Point, Two-point win by the Panthers. You think so? Like, Bryce Young – and Carolina, they're gonna they're gonna stink this year. They're gonna stink. Derek Derek Carr is pretty little, right? He's like he, he's like 192 pounds. I don't think so. I think he's well, he's like six five, but he still weighs less than Bryce Young. He's just he's just kind of thin. Like you know, he always looks he looks like um we've you know Daniel Stern from Home Alone. We've already 
we've already talked about that before. I, I feel like um, he's kind of a little guy. And Kamara's not back. Michael Thomas is still running routes in his head or whatever. Yeah, I like that. I like the Panthers. The Panthers were a pretty good team last year. They played pretty well. Derek Carr, 6'3", 215 pounds. That's a, that's a large man. Bryce Young is 5'10", 190. I have, five, I, have, I have five pounds on Bryce Young. Give him some time. All right. Chiefs favored by three and a half when they go down to Jacksonville this weekend. Um, Jacksonville's a home dog. Trevor Lawrence looks like a professional quarterback all of a sudden. People, were, people said it and people said it, and I was like, well, he plays for Jacksonville, but he looks good. Fitting balls in tight windows. Calvin Ridley, guess what? He's really he's, back. he's really good at playing wide receiver. He's showing why he was a highly tra- uh, touted draft pick. So what, he gambled on a couple games. That did not slow him down because he is fast. Patrick Mahomes doesn't lose two in a row, and, he, and, and the Jags will not cover the spread. I got Kansas City uh, laying the points. What was the spread you had on that one? Three and a half. Okay. Yeah, I'll take the Jags. That's it. Oh yeah. I mean, I I okay. So I love I love Travis Etienne. I'm I'm excited for Calvin Ridley. I think Christian Kirk has a bounce back game. I like Jacksonville's defense a little better. I think it's I think it's been it's youthful. Once they um oh man, what's his name? The Chiefs uh, for, defensive line uh that held out is coming back. Chris Jones. It? Yeah, Chris Jones is back. Chris Jones is back. I, I get that. I get that. But I like the Jags. I like the Jags at home. I think the, ja- the Jags were uh, this is a this is a um rematch of the AFC divisional game last year after the Jags did come back against the Chargers in that crazy game where Staley should have been fired afterwards. He should have been fired last week as well against the Dolphins. <laughs> but but anyway, I digress. I think that um that game at the Chiefs last year in the playoffs proved something to me that the Jags can definitely cover the spread at, at home. So I like the Jags. And I like uh I like uh Doug Peterson as a coach. I think he's uh Andy Reid. He is an Andy Reid umbrella child. So I think that he kind of he might know some tricks about the walrus. All right. I like that. Ravens at Bengals. Bengals favored by three and a half. Joe Burrow looked bad. I uh will leave it. I'll let you pick this one. Overpaid? No, no. He just looked bad. Josh Allen looked bad. Joe Burrow looked bad. Patrick Mahomes lost. Oof. Oof. Lamar Jackson looked bad. So both quarterbacks looked bad. The Ravens eked one out. Um, they lost J.K. Dobbins to an, what did he, did he have an Achilles tear too? Did he yeah. and Aaron Rodgers both have tear their Achilles? Yep. One's 30, 39 and one's 22. That's a bummer. I, I feel like I feel like J.K. Dobbins' career is over. That, that's a running back. That sucks because he's had already had an ACL injury mm-hmm. in the NFL and now an Achilles. Um, yeah, I think the Bengals bounce back hardcore. Um, I don't love the, I don't love the Ravens defense. I think Jamar Chase and T Higgins who were shut down by the Browns defense last year, the Browns defense might be one of the better top five defenses in the NFL. AFC North might be the best defense in the AFC North. Actually, they probably are, uh, Bengals will bounce back at home three and a half. All right. I like Zay flowers. That's my only reasoning. Ravens will cover the three and a half. You like Zay Flowers. Okay, okay. I like that. That's, <laughs> That's what, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? <laughs> Chargers are favored by three at the Titans. Ryan Tannehill is a bad quarterback. Surely Staley can beat the freaking Titans by more than three. I don't know. The t- I, I think the Saints are a good team. And the fact that the Titans like went on the road in the Superdome with – a crappy quarterback and an ex uh, Texas A&M Aggie, not a Jimbo Fisher Aggie, but a, maybe a Kevin Sumlin, your boy, Kevin Sumlin Aggie. Mike it's Tomlin. been a while. No, it's yeah, my, I, I think Tom- it was Kevin. I think it was Kevin Sumlin. 
Um, Chargers minus three. I'll take the Titans to cover this. I think the Titans will lose. Or sorry, I think the Titans will lose. Yeah, sorry. Chargers win by two. Like the Titans lost by two last week. They'll just kick field goals to cover the spread. Idiots. Yeah, another one. Uh, Packers at the Falcons. Packers only favored by one. A, a pick them here. Um, I'm going to pick the Packers because I need the Falcons to lose. Mm, okay. I like that. Packers. Jordan Love looked amazing last week. Um, so much Desmond better Ritter. than Justin Fields. So much Desmond better. Desmond Ritter is like 26 and 26 and 0 all time in home games and high school, college, and NFL or something as a starter. Well, Love I didn't know that stat. stat. That's fun. That's fun. Um, <laughs> B, my, my boy Bijan from down here uh, looked amazing. He did. Algier, the um, the other their second running back. They've got kind of a running back by committee, but obviously Bijan is the alpha. Falcons defense is kind of good. I like the Falcons at home. Miami playing in the AFC East opener. Right? Is that right? Nope. The Jets played the Bills. I'm dumb. Dolphins are favored by three on the road at in New England. Tua looked good. Tyreek Hill looks fast. Tyreek Hill went off last week. You said Dolphins by three. Did you already say that? Yeah. Mac Jones. Mac Jones, Mac Jones. Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, uh, Mr. Bourne. Ramondre Stevens. Ah, Dolph- Dolphins. Yeah, last week I picked them first, and then we – I thought I reverse psychology you to pick them. So I'd pick the chargers and I lost that bet. So I can't do it twice in a row. So I'm gonna go with the dolphins on the road to cover three. Yeah. I think, I think there's, there's something there in, in, um, in Miami. All right, let's get through these last three real quick. Bears at bucks, bear bucks favored by three. Justin Fields might be bad. And Mayfield is going to be, hmm. he's going to be okay until he gets hurt because he keeps running the ball. Who is that? B- Baker Mayfield, what this uh, segment oh, is. Oh, Baker. Yeah, sorry. sorry named sorry. after Baker Mayfield's dozen. Yeah, I gotta, I'll got i double down because I picked the Bears last week. I picked them as a wild card team this year. I'll go with the Bears to cover the two and a half points. Okay. I'll, um, Who do you like? I'll just take the Bucks because just to be go. contrarian. Baker's dozen. Baker's dirty dozen. Uh, Browns favored by two and a half at the Steelers. That's a Monday night football. Steelers are a home dog two weeks in a row. Miles Garrett are, is going to annihilate the Steelers O-line. Kenny Pickett will have no time to throw to his receivers. Ooh. He'll throw to Najee Harris for two yards and he'll throw it to the outside George Pickens twice for eight yards. Kenny Pickett, I don't know, is the answer in in Pittsburgh. He really looks like he can't push the ball down the field. I think the Browns have this in the bag, cover the two and a half. Mm, this is tough. I feel like the Steelers do have was it fool was that complete fool's gold? Was Pickett total fool's gold in the preseason? The preseason does have a lot of fool's gold involved in it. So yeah, it makes sense yeah, that, that I, I would think, happen. I think Kenny Pickett, I mean Danny Cannell at one point was good in the preseason. So like I don't think they change sure, anything sure. up on defense and sometimes they just want to run out the clock and say, let's get this game over with. False, false flag for Kenny Pickett. I don't think he's that good. Okay, full, uh, full me. T- I'm going to do with the Bears and the Steelers, who I have both as wild card teams this year, making the playoffs. I'm going to do full me twice. Shame on you. Full me three times. Shame on me. So I'm going to do another Steelers week, and then I'm dropping their ass. So I'm going to go Steelers. <laughs> All right, last one, real quick. Colts at Titans. Two rookie quarterbacks. Who knows how good they are? Anthony Richardson, pretty good. C.J. Stroud. Mm, pretty good. Um, who knows? Colts are favored by one and a half. 
I feel like the Texans just beat the Colts randomly. Okay. And since it's at home, I'll just take the Texans. Why not? I think oh, just it, Anthony Richards. I, I, I got a, I got a team. I didn't have a great draft this year. Uh, as a keeper, keeper league. People love to hear about this. Anthony Richardson ended up being my quarterback and he, he had a Q, you know, the, the red Q kids out there next to your players' names in fantasy. That Q went away. Someone that say Anthony Richardson is healthy. He wins on the road. Sports fans, that's all the time we have for you this week. Please download our podcast wherever podcasts are available. We are Teton Sports Talk. Rate and review. Thank you, trainer, being down in Texas. Have fun at uh, Pearl Jam. Last kiss. Oh, <laughs> last chance romance. All right, guys, that's it. That's all. <laughs>